if they're not doing that and they're just creating work to be funny or clever or something like that, they're totally overlooking the entire point of this entire industry. Yeah, get out of advertising and go be a creative artist, if anything. Episode 17, here we are, Dak. Here we are. Back, we're in it, man. We're back, we're in it. No guests this time, just me and Dak, your favorite duo, of course, <laughs> the Mad Mix. We got a bunch of great topics to uh, to take everybody through today, but let's start off with the obvious one. Uh, so the, yeah, the Travis Scott <laughs> sponsorship. I think that this is just something that we need to we need to discuss because it's really interesting opportunity actually for a brand like McDonald's to take on something like this. But I want you to like Travis Scott to even be aligned with that brand. You know, like we've seen Travis Scott do. Everything from like Nike to McDonald's to like a bunch of others that I'm forgetting. But to what? Like, oh, Fortnite. That's the other one. Yeah. Like he's just all over the place and he's able to do that. And it still feels like authentic, I guess. You know, it doesn't feel like it's. Yeah, I think it's I fake. Think he's, or got like really, he's got a widespread audience, right? And mm-hmm. like McDonald's, like McDonald's is a brand that sort of appeals to everybody, right? And it's just yeah. an interesting, it's an interesting sort of crossover between the two because McDonald's is always seen as kind of like a, a youthful or like a family type brand. But when you mix it with, uh, with a character like Travis Scott, it sort of blends those two worlds together, which I think is a really interesting mix because you get people who like one, don't really know who he is. And it's like, whatever, this is just like a regular menu item. But yeah. then two, <laughs> you also kind of get like the, 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 the hype beast crowds, right? And like, he has a very like, He's a, like I was saying before, he has a widespread demographic, but a lot of them are like young kids, like kids in high school, kids in university and stuff like that, who are like really into the hip hop and that kind of genre of music. So it's interesting to see this, this blend. Cause it's almost like, I don't even know the, the, the right way to describe it. It's almost like when a new pair of shoes come out and all the hype beats like line up and stuff. It's exactly what it's going to be, man. Most of his audience, I think is in that age range that you're describing. I think they yeah. Are, are kind of the biggest group and that's no like disrespect at all i think that's most kind of hip-hop artists of his age like the biggest age group is is probably like teenagers to to people in university that are listening to it right yeah 100%. Um, i remember when it first came out we were kind of like i saw the idea that it was going to be like a quarter pounder with bacon pretty much that's the only additional part and i was like a little underwhelmed because that was the only thing I was seeing. And I'm like, you know, Travis Scott being so creative and his other partnerships, he always brings something more to the table. So if it's just a burger and fries, then this is like, you phoned it in. It's very lazy. Right. Well, but then I that, saw that. Sorry, go ahead. Come no, on. You go, you go. Cool. So, so then I saw that he, um, he also did like the whole like apparel line where there's like shirts, there's jeans, there's jerseys pillows styrofoam cups just everything like branded cactus jack with the mcdonald's logo and i was like yes like that is what is the differentiator and that is what the special sauce of this like partnership is going to be you know well that's that's exactly it too right it kind of reminds me of when uh like you just have like oh like a white t-shirt but it has like they just put the supreme logo on it and then suddenly yeah. it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. thing in the world yeah, people know that if you look into it, this Travis Scott burger is really just—it's just straight up like a quarter pounder with bacon on it, 
and like maybe lettuce and stuff as well. But it's not like anyone can really order it at any time. Pretty but much, like, yeah. It's like sort of branded as uh, as a you know Travis Scott influenced burger, and you know he's he's been really active on social media in the last couple of days as well. Like I don't know if you saw the clip of the guy pulling up to the window or the drive through window, and then Travis Scott hands him his order. Oh like, no. That's, that's just crazy, and like, imagine pulling up to McDonald's and Travis Scott gives you like a burger. I think that's like this is one of those things that, and maybe this is something that we can get into as well. It's like this is sort of like the privilege of like having access to like high name, big talent, right? Like only a brand like McDonald's would be able to afford something like my, this, yeah, yeah, as this, and make yeah. it cool and make it something that's accessible that everybody kind of wanted wants to get in on. At least a lot of the young crowd. And further than that, it's, you know, sure, it's a McDonald's partnership, right? Like Travis Scott didn't initiate this, McDonald's US did. But the coolest part is, is that it's kind of like going both ways. Like you were saying, like there's merch with it, right? Like it's kind mm-hmm. of making like, um, McDonald's branding like kind of cool and, and, you know, unique. Like it's blowing up. And I think that because it's McDonald's, you know, it's already like a globally known brand and it's already something like a brand that, you know, has access to, you know, the funds to be able to do something like this. Like working at an agency, like working at the agency that does the like the advertising for McDonald's USA, I think it's um would be amazing. Yeah, it'd be it'd be a lot of fun to work on, right? Like it's and what I like though is that like uh he brought a lot of creativity to it because like if you go on the his website there's there's almost like 30 different pieces of apparel that I'm sure he had a very close hand in putting together and stylizing and the designs, they look really good. So you can tell that there was a bit of, not even a bit, there was a lot of passion that went into this um, versus like if it was just a burger and fries, I don't think it, it still received the same um, recognition, but I think it would die down a lot quicker. But the yeah. clothes are like forever, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think it's, I think it's that two way partnership that I think makes this really effective. Like normally, like most brands would treat something like this as like an influencer play and like, okay, here, like we'll pay this influencer to make it a burger and then, you know, we'll sell it for a month and then that's it. Something like this, like like people are going to remember the time when they bought the Travis Scott, you know, uh, McDonald's t-shirt or whatever. Like it's like you're saying it has longevity. And we talk you think about- it's going to uh, like be like a big thing on the resale market, almost like a Supreme shirt? Yeah, like, I don't know, maybe in like 10 years. <laughs> ask, me, <laughs> ask me in 10 years, we'll see. Yeah. But I think when we talk about the effectiveness of something like this for a brand, I think this is like a campaign, if that's what we want to call it. That's just like the definition of being effective in multiple different ways, right? One, you get a bunch of kids who are interested in a high-profile artist going to your restaurant to buy McDonald's. They're familiar with McDonald's already. Chances are they, you know, they might buy something else with that as well. So, like from a business standpoint, like it's really like paying off. But from like a media standpoint, and like we've actually talked about this before, you know, the amount of paid advertising probably like equals the same as like a typical McDonald's campaign. But what's really interesting about this is that it's the earned media that goes along with it, like the memes, the, the TikTok content, the, you know, the videos that Travis Scott's posting on his own page, yeah. like 
these are all, I mean, those, the Instagram pictures that he's posting on his own page are probably a part of the deal. But when you think about how much content has come out around this entire campaign that hasn't been specifically branded by McDonald's is unbelievable. And we're talking about it. Everybody's talking about it. And I think that, you know, when I think of other brands like that could do something like this, I don't really know. I can't really think of one that's come to mind that's done something like this really, really well. And maybe I'm just being ignorant, but do you remember a couple of years mean, ago? Oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, like the Migos did something yeah. like this with Popeyes a couple of years ago, but it definitely didn't feel the same way. And maybe it's because the Migos aren't as big as Travis They're not Scott. as big, yeah. I just feel like they're they're amplifying it on so many different levels through different channels. They're reaching the the proper people, and like a lot of McDonald's campaigns, like should appeal to like everybody, and I think for the most part that they do. But this one feels a little bit more targeted to like a, a broad demographic of like hype beast kids that like are just dying to get their hands on this thing. You know what I mean? I think that's also just the benefit of like it being McDonald's over almost any other brand is because like you said, their target is everyone. There isn't, you know, like everyone literally eats McDonald's, everyone of every kind of age and background and and all of that and all of that. So that's why I think it works super well for Travis Scott because his audience is also very diverse too. Yeah. Um, Versus like a Popeye's, like, I don't know if it would, you know, pop off in the same way, but McDonald's is just, their audience is so huge that they can't fail with this campaign pretty much. Yeah, 100%. I'm even, I'm even trying to think of like another brand almost as big in the, the food space that th- where it could work. And you're right, there's not really one that comes to mind. Like, no, imagine like Travis Scott and Coca-Cola or some something like that. It's like, it's different, yeah, you know? <laughs> I, yeah, it's, it, it's not the same because I feel like McDonald's has sort of like really embraced him and embraced his like, personality and that's what makes this thing so good because it feels real and it feels like you know authentic is a word that's thrown around a lot in the ad world but this feels like it's like oh this is actually kind of cool and people i've had a lot of conversations with people about it being like oh it's just uh it's just a quarter pounder with bacon on it people are like suckers for buying you know this just like branded content or branded food and not paying anymore yeah exactly you're not paying really any more than a a typical one it's an ad campaign ad campaigns are supposed to sell you stuff right and this is a really great way to sell you stuff it's like it's using the same ingredients that you can get at any point at a place like mcdonald's but just like throwing a name on it and just you know making the content sort of write itself which i think is like so effective and i i have to commend them because it's it's a really interesting idea for a campaign and i don't think a lot of brands would have the guts to be able to do something as big as this mm-hmm. but i guarantee you right now they're already seeing the return on investment and that's what matters to m- the most in advertising is return on investment and getting like your message out there and you know through paid media through merchandise through earned media through travis scott's instagram page there's just yeah. so many things that that are going right for this specific campaign. And I have to say, it's probably one of the most recognizable ones of the year so far. In my the year. Yeah. I, so you touched on like authenticity and, you know, we talk about that a lot on this podcast as well, but I'm curious, you know, not even just Travis Scott, but like also kind of like an, on an influencer level, does it matter if 
that influencer or that celebrity has a true, genuine respect or alignment with the brand that they're promoting. Like if Travis Scott had never eaten McDonald's somehow, would that change your views on this whole campaign? Uh, yeah, probably. I mean, I think there's, there's two ways in on that, that question, I think. And like, mm-hmm. I think that one was kind of like the thing that I was talking about earlier was just like the privilege of having access to these like high name influencers. They probably have a database of people being like, okay, who is the right person for this type of idea or this type of campaign? And picking Travis Scott is just one of those things where it's like, you know, we appeals to a ton of people and like who hasn't eaten McDonald's before? Like, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's an accessible brand to everybody that it just makes sense. But if we were to take this and flip it back and go to, okay, like you take the same situation, like you were saying before, like Travis Scott and let's say Coca-Cola or something like that. Mm-hmm. There's something that doesn't really feel like there's connective tissue there, right? I don't think Travis Scott's going around like drinking Coke all the time and shit. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that it really makes sense. So I think that but you're also not seeing him eat McDonald's all the time before this. 100%, but the perception of it being believable, I think oh, is I see what you're saying. More, yeah. Cause yeah, a lot yeah. more real than, um, than maybe some other brands. So if you yeah. were it and you were to say, if Travis Scott is, uh, you know, promoting some kind of smoothie, that doesn't really make sense. Maybe just Travis Scott fans would get something like that. But I think for a brand like McDonald's, one that appeals to everybody and Travis Scott, who appeals to a mass audience as well, I think it's important to have like a, a true connection to the brand in terms of like an influencer standpoint, in my opinion. Right. Like, I don't think it would work if it was just something that you like, you didn't believe that he actually consumed. If that answers your question, like, what do you think? Yeah, I, I, I agree. It's like, it's, it's believable because everyone is eating McDonald's. Like unless Travis Scott was like a vegan or something like that and was very uh, adamant about promoting that, I would be like, what the hell is this? You know, but any other scenario, you're going to believe that he's eating McDonald's and actually likes it. Yeah. I think what is very strange is when this is kind of getting off topic a bit, but like when the Olympic athletes are like promoting McDonald's and you're like, um, I mean, maybe yeah. you eat it, but also like you don't actually promote this. This is not part That's of That's what diet. I'm saying. That's exactly what, what your point is, right? It's yeah. like, it has to be, it has to be believable. Like, you know, that, you know, Michael Jordan wouldn't eat like Big Macs and stuff before games, right? Yeah. And, like, having to promote a Big Mac, like, just like simply, in my opinion, like, wouldn't make much sense. Yeah. So I don't know. I just feel like it's, the authenticity is there. It's a really hard thing to define, right? Definitely. Like, yeah. And I think when it comes to influencer content and like a relationship between a brand and an influencer, it has to feel real. And I'm not a big fan. Like, you know, that sometimes I go off, right? I don't, I don't like influencer, like micro influencer content because I have no yeah. real connection yeah. to like specific people. And maybe it does work. I don't know. But yeah. I just think that, it's it has to feel real for it to make sense and this is a great example with the benefit of core stack of being able to have access and and money to be able to afford stuff like this mm-hmm. is not something every brand can do but the fact that mcdonald's can do something like this and make it special and make it cool and make it feel real is the difference maker in my opinion 
So yeah, I th- like you mentioned your your stance on kind of micro influencers, but I actually think they're they're super helpful for the brands that aren't McDonald's, you know, for the brands that can't afford the uh the huge you know uh, yeah superstars they can reach out to in micro influencers that have like five to ten thousand followers and they can help push a specific product that they're trying to advertise i think there's a place for it it's just it depends on what that micro influencer is actually advertising and is it cringeworthy is it real is it is it fake you know there's just that whole spectrum of social influencers and i have quotation marks there because what does that even mean anymore at this point? You know, that's and, that, and that's exactly it, right? And I think that that goes back to the point about authenticity and being able to connect those two things together. Like, there's nothing I hate more than like getting served an ad on Instagram by some like gym guy or girl, like <laughs> gym shark. Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm just like I, maybe I'm not the right demo. Maybe this is just like a fucked up media buy, and it's just like gone my way. Yeah, but I yeah. just I just don't like it. But I what I do think is correcting your answer is that this is, you know, uh, you know, the the smoothie guy or the the smoothie girl is like the Travis Scott of mm. that small business kind of thing, right? So maybe that proves effectiveness, you know, in, in certain ways, but I just think that the more high profile you get, the more high level you get is where you're going to reap the benefits a little bit more than on a smaller campaign like that like micro influencers just like don't really make a lot of sense to me but again mm-hmm. i might be not that demographic or whatever right so so have you never like do you think you've never bought anything because you saw it like reviewed by somebody or promoted by somebody that had a good following i don't think i i don't directly i guess I, not really well i, I probably have to be honest yeah. like i probably have and mm-hmm. like that's the difference, right? I think that when it makes sense for the person and it makes sense, like from like the content that I consume, like from that perspective, yeah, for I like, I most likely have done that without even really knowing it a lot of the time. Right? And that's, and that's when it's done best. And like, whether it's I, I, like, I don't know. I just feel like, um, like influencer content is good when it's, like less over i feel like in 2020 we see a lot of like shitty influencer content sort of all over the place because like anyone with a thousand followers can consider themselves an influencer when they're just yeah, like yeah. their kid in high school but like <laughs> but you know what i mean that's that's no, kind of how it. that's kind of how i see it like influencer content is like like micro micro influencer content like the stuff that i'm not a huge fan of is like the popular kid in school telling you to go buy a coca-cola versus like michael jordan i keep using michael jordan by the way i don't know yeah, why yeah, that's the one celebrity <laughs> you know <laughs> michael jordan just shows up and says hey have this coca-cola i think those are like two completely different things yeah right? you're gonna have an actual attachment to them but i don't know yeah i think the the benefit like i'm trying to think of any of the micro influencers i fall i follow and i i don't really think there are any but I could see the true benefit is that they feel so like approachable versus yeah. uh, to use your example, Michael Jordan is like so far away that it's like, I can yeah. never really connect to him, but someone with like 2000 or 5,000 followers, it's like, they're not that far away from who I am as a person on a social status. So, that, you know, what? That's, that's a fair point. I think that's like, maybe I'm giving influencers like just a, just a bad rap just because fair Yeah. <laughs> Don't like seeing smoothies and shit so to me but yeah. i think that's a really good point 
And I think that maybe that's something that I'm overlooking a little bit is that the accessibility in that and the purpose of it really is to try and anyway, good influencer content is to try and drive that sort of like two way engagement and make it feel a little bit more real. Um, so I think that, you know, to your point, I think that's a really good, uh, counterpoint there is being able to have access to, you know, the people and ask them about the product or like talk to them about, or being able to even do that in the first place, I think is a differentiating factor. I know I can't just call Travis Scott and be like, yo, is your burger good, dude? You know what I mean? Send him a DM <laughs> on, on Instagram. He might reply, man. You know what? I'm going to do that right after this and just say, listen, Travis, you know, I love the Fortnite concert. Okay. Yeah. You got to put me on to this burger. You know what I mean? You know, I was front row at that, but I don't know. Here, here's our of- podcast link and then drop that in there and uh, <laughs> yeah. hope it, hope it takes off, you know? <laughs> yeah. Travis got this pulls up on our podcast right now. Straight up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, so let's move on. Let's move on to Popeyes because we talked about them a little bit and I think that there's some news coming out. Remember last year or the year before, whenever it was, Popeyes was coming out with this chicken sandwich in the United States and that was supposed to be like a competitor to like the KFCs, the the Chick-fil-A's, all those kind of places. And it was just like it blew up. Man, that might have been this year. Has twenty twenty been that long or was that twenty nineteen? I think that had to have been 2019. I'm pretty okay. sure if you look back on one of our old podcasts, like we definitely had talked about talked it. Talked about it. Yeah, yeah. But the new news here, well, for those who didn't know, and if you didn't, I mean, I don't know how to help you with this, but you got to open your eyes. Last year or the year before, Popeyes came out with this chicken sandwich that like just blew up and, you know, everybody wanted one because it was apparently the best. And I think truthfully between you and I, and to everybody listening on this podcast, like maybe that was a marketing strategy. Who knows? But it's coming to Canada, right? And with yeah, that, yeah. it's like going to come a lot of hype, right? So the funny part is, like the craziest part is, and I think, you know, this is where marketing comes into play here. But you have to like, um, there's like, it's like an exclusive list because they almost like they're, I think they're trying to position it as like something that's like really hard to get or rare you or like to have it. Yeah. Get. Yeah. You have to have it. Mm-hmm. But like they're like limiting the amount, like potentially limiting the amount of uh, sandwiches that they're able to produce. And apparently you need to like tweet at them or you have to be on like some sort of list to be able to like get it first. Yeah. Walk me through your thoughts and I will walk you through mine because <laughs> I, got a lot, I got a lot to say about this. So I was on Twitter like a couple weeks ago and shout out to Odie Donker at Otis Donks. You know, I see this guy tweeting at Popeyes, one of my friends. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, what is, is this account hacked or like, why are you tweeting at Popeyes? You know, basically you have to ask and say why you deserve to be on this exclusive list. And I click the hashtag and I start reading other people um just in canada that are also tweeting almost like begging popeyes to put them on the list and i'm like have they really figured out how to do that like create that interest where people are willing to tweet at a brand on their own socials and almost beg for a, a sandwich um which i think is just mat like master class like I, the fact that they've been able to do that and maintain the hype in another country mm-hmm. is like kudos to your marketing team because i'm seeing a lot of traction on this uh on this um hashtag so people are actually doing it right i don't know if i would do something like that but um you know i think i think it's a good idea i definitely think it's a good idea i don't i'm gonna disagree with you on that one 
I, and I think that like we'll see the results of something like this probably in a year's time or something like that. Mm-hmm. I think this is a really great marketing campaign, but it's just a sandwich. Like it's just a sandwich. You know what I mean? It was it's just a sandwich in the States, man. I know. but and, and to my next point, I think it's really interesting because I don't think they did. And, you know, maybe they did do something like this. I'm not 100% sure. And I have to do my research. Yeah. But I don't think there was any sort of like unrolling strategy behind this in the United States the same way wow. that they're doing here. They're doing it in Canada because they knew that like they were like, yo, look at what happened in the United States when we released this. We got to do the same thing here. But we know that there's maybe not as much of a like a brand connection with Popeyes in Canada as there is in the United States from a yeah. consumer standpoint. Mm-hmm. But like we're gonna do this massive marketing campaign to like get you on the list or something like that. And maybe maybe it is working. But I find that it's like it's a little bit like offensive to me that like one, you're trying to like who do you think you are to like you know, get me down on my hands and knees and beg for a Popeye's chicken sandwich, like something that's maybe $10. Like, are you kidding me? I feel like it's a little bit like, like from a marketing standpoint, I get it from a consumer standpoint. Like I get that you really want to try the sandwich, but when you look at like the old, like what this means, I just feel like it's almost like offensive a little bit to be like, look how good we are that people are begging for this sandwich when this is just a part of our marketing strategy where we're just, not going to produce as many as possible and then see, watch people fight over them kind of thing. No, you know what it is, man. It's like in the States, they, I think they're just in the States. People were begging for the sandwich to be back in stock. When people, when uh, the stores had run out, people were fighting in stores for Popeye's chicken sandwiches. I don't know why this like happened over a chicken sandwich, but that was the reality. And I think they know that, you know, I think we're a bit of different people in Canada where I don't really see people fighting in a Toronto Popeyes for a chicken sandwich. So they can almost just try to create that hype on Twitter. And yeah. maybe it's a bit of a Hail Mary, but I don't I don't I don't necessarily see it as offensive. I just see it as they have to try something to bring up the hype. If I, they just I, posted I, an ad and said, Hey, it's coming to Canada, it'd be like, Okay, cool. I'll I'll check it out when I have time. But here it's saying we're coming to Canada, but make sure you're on the list to get it. You know, I would think that like, this is like a, to get into a nightclub or something. Pretty like much. That. Yeah. 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 I find that like, I don't know, maybe it is working. And like the fact that we're even talking about it and there's a lot of conversation <laughs> online is, you know, maybe it's, maybe it is right. Maybe it is working, but it's just like, God damn guys, it's just a chicken sandwich, bro. Like I don't need a chicken sandwich that bad. Right. Yeah. Like, and then one of the, go ahead. Not, go ahead. One of the funnier parts is that KFC beats them to the to the punch with their famous chicken sandwich. I've been seeing their ads everywhere. I feel like um, yeah. whenever you see a Popeyes tweet, like there's a there's a KFC ad kind of like right around it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> where definitely it's not coincidental timing. Like they did that on purpose, knowing that they could at least get something in stores before Popeyes. Maybe people will try the KFC one, love it so much that they don't even care about Popeyes. Um, I don't really know the market share comparison in Canada. Yeah. Uh, something we can look into, but. Yeah, you know. it's, that is kind of interesting. Well, it's like, it's an obvious retargeting strategy, right? It's something that KFC is like, listen, guys, you know, Popeyes is coming, uh, coming out with their chicken sandwich in Canada. We've been kind of lacking a little bit in, in the entire game. 
you yeah. know, regardless. So what are we going to do to like make sure that people are eating at KFC versus at, at Popeye's, which I'm, to be honest, I'm more of a Popeye's kind of guy. I don't really yeah. like KFC. I don't really eat them either. Like I don't Not eat yet. both of them all really, but like I would definitely choose Popeye's over KFC in my mm-hmm. personal opinion. But I just think that like, they're going to need to do something more. They need to match the same level that um, Popeye's is doing to be able to compete with that. Right. Yeah, they literally just dropped it, and it's like, uh, and they say, "Hey, we're good too, right? We have yeah. this people that like inherently." And I would love to talk to a strategist a little bit about this, but I think this would be like the perception of quality to being like second place to to Popeyes is something that is definitely on the horizon, right? It's like, hey, you couldn't get the Popeyes chicken sandwich because you didn't register for the exclusive list. Come by KFC, and we'll like we don't have any lineups here. It's kind of like. Just mm-hmm. the the perception in um, accessibility and quality, maybe I don't know, but it's like it's kind of an interesting thing because they can't just they can't just serve me a banner after I see an ad for Popeyes. You know what I mean? Like there has to be something that's much bigger, much more provocative. I would have loved to have seen like something that's like maybe the two brands like team up or something, and then they do like which one's better kind of thing like at the same time like a blind taste test almost or something like yeah something like that that just makes it like like uh like the kind of competition relevant it's kind of weird man because you know over the years of you know working where i'm at right now i do a lot of like competitive analysis on or i observe a lot of competitive analysis on like the overall qsr sort of like market yeah and like when it comes to like selling burgers and stuff, you know, it's like you're kind of your typical thing. But when it comes to selling like chicken and spicy chicken, there's often like there's a little bit more personality to it. And I can't really describe why, but like there's like these spicy uh, McChicken challenges. There's, um, you know, it, it Burger King's coming out with uh, new uh, spicy nuggets. Like try yeah. the, there's much more of like, a, I don't know, like there's, it's a little bit more playful, dare I say that. But I think it's really interesting that brands like Popeyes and KFC and all these ones are sort of like competing with each other for like the best chicken sandwich or the best, you know, fast food chicken that somebody can get. I find that kind of like an interesting space that like maybe isn't getting talked enough enough and maybe it is and I'm just ignorant to the fact, but I think it's really interesting. I think it's like a really dynamic like space specifically in terms of advertising but the way that it's executed, uh, I think, is a is a lot of fun compared to a lot of other, you know, um, like beef or subs or whatever it is. Yeah, because uh, I think whenever this happened for Popeyes in the states, whether that was twenty nineteen or or twenty eighteen, I can't remember. But um, I feel like every other fast food brand had to just kind of sit back and watch and just like allow that to happen because they couldn't beat them. You know what I mean? It's kind of yeah. like okay, you did such a great job. Now we just have to to wait but in canada it's like fair game because you know popeyes doesn't have that big hold on the market neither does kfc so it's like anyone can try to steal that market for the chicken sandwich and if you notice the positioning of uh, the positioning of kfc they call it the famous chicken sandwich how is it famous if you don't have one in the states yeah well it's It's also you know (laughs) i think that's also another one of those like world's best coffee yeah or, exactly, you know, kind of exactly. Just like, okay, like we're we're deeming this ourselves versus like a consumer actually like 
you know, saying it like, or like recognizing it as that, like, it's just a way for KFC to like try and position themselves in a, in a space that puts them up against Popeye's and, um, other, you know, chicken, uh, QSRs in the country. But that's a really good point. And I think it's a really good point because there's no real establishment here yet. Right. Nothing. Yeah. Because we don't like KFC isn't maybe again, maybe I'm ignorant. I feel like I need to do a lot of research because I keep saying that. (laughs) I feel like KFC isn't something that like really appeals to a lot of people my age. Um, Maybe it, maybe it does, but I feel like not many people that I know like rip Popeye's a lot or like, aren't like guys, we need to go to Popeye's tonight. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like that same level of like, desire maybe it is in the united states i don't really see a lot of people like saying you know uh let's go here or let's go there it's more so just like uh a a, a battlefield or an arena right now that's like okay may the best one win and we'll see whose it is based on their marketing strategy and i think i'll i'll bet you anything i talk shit right before we got into this topic but i bet you anything <laughs> popeyes is coming in hot and i think that they're gonna like they're gonna do a good job of establishing that because they already have a lot of equity in what they've built up in the states already you know kfc's kind of just you know come you know coming up right now with ways to defend themselves against it when they're already behind the eight ball they're not doing their own thing they're just reacting right Man, so, and react- so in the in the spirit of reacting and this is a crazy prediction the Tim Hortons chicken sandwich is coming out. I bet there's a, there's a Tim Hortons chicken sandwich. I have no clue, but I'm sure. Oh. <laughs> Imagine though, like that would, be, that would be like crazy if like they do if, everything, man. Yeah, they, 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 do, they do everything, man. But it would be interesting if like like uh, a random QSR just came out with like a, a like if Subway just came out with like oh, a chicken. Oh man. Yeah. like that it was just like what's up guys like we out here now like yeah. i think it'd be kind of funny but Tim Horton, that was pretty that was pretty judged yeah <laughs> oh man what, what's so, up next so i think we can probably switch gears a little bit um i think that like this is something that, you know i won't need to go too far into this but you know, to switch gears from sort of like fast food to, you know, things that kind of matter a little bit more. But the other day I got, uh, I was on my LinkedIn or I was on Instagram or something like that, or I was reading an article and I saw the agency here, Grip, um, came up with like this, um, this campaign about like wearing a, like a mask, but it's like, um, using the make America great again hats and just turning them into masks. So like, Trump supporters will like wear a mask during the pandemic. Yeah. Like, I mean, I've, I've said my piece about this on, you know, Instagram. I've talked about it on LinkedIn. I just think that this is one of those things. that's just like, it's so poor, man. And it's just like, I can't believe that agencies here in Canada in 2020 don't recognize that that term and that phrase is just like extremely like, it doesn't want, it doesn't do anything for your own brand here in Canada because like we're not American. And it was just like, the campaign was just like really poorly executed, I think. But to like, do you not know what this means to like a lot of people? Like Canada's a really diverse country, right? So yeah. when we hear phrases like that, it represents like keeping those people out from, you know, the 
you know, places of society where they'll benefit the most and, and live. Right. And I just think that like, I can't believe that the tone deafness of, you know, an agency, an agency is supposed to be like, um, like a, almost like consultancy for a a bigger business, like a a marketing or like a a bigger company. Right. And I can't believe that that was even like, and I don't know if it was uh, recommended as like a part of like a campaign for a client, but I just can't believe that that even came out because we're supposed to be smarter than that. Aren't we like, we're supposed to be thinking about things that like are a little bit more progressive and to have, you know, in 2020, four years after this whole like thing, you know, start really started to pick up speed. I just can't believe that we're, we're continuing to use this and we're continuing to talk about it. It's lazy, man. It just feels like this is really what we came up with, you know? Yeah. And like you said, it's like so long after, um, he was elected and, and we're leading into an election now. I, maybe that's why they thought it would be a good idea because. Yeah. It's and it's all of it, but. Well, I, I read a little bit about the campaign too, and it was like made for Americans. And I'm like, listen, we got our own problems here on, you know, home territory. Right. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we have, a, we have a, we're living the global pandemic too. Like that same kind of like thought could have been applied to something that's like much more relevant here and a lot more effective here without being like blatantly offensive or um, tone deaf in terms of any kind of communications that goes out there. You know what I mean? I just feel like, why are we making campaigns for America? You know what I mean? Like, and like the people who aren't wearing masks and stuff like that, like why do we want to benefit them? Like, if they're, why do we want to benefit their ignorance and like shine light on that? I think that it's, I think it's embarrassing. And I think that there could have been so many more proper ways to have tackled an issue, like not wearing a mask or something in public. You know what I mean? And this is, this is my issue with advertising. And I don't know if this is, um, I don't know if this is fully representative of the issue, but it's just this kind of like edgy work that we think needs to happen. Um, yeah to make waves you know what I mean? like i've seen it so much this year where people are doing stuff that are pretty tone deaf but it creates a, a big discussion and for them that's a success whether yeah. it's whether it's positive or negative people are talking about it so it's provocative and and that's a great thing and that means an award and that's just this weird like thirst for recognition in this industry that i think is is sad to be honest yeah. and like no. And it's true, man. And I think it's a blemish on the entire industry because there's a lot of places that are trying to do good and a lot of pla- like places that are trying to, you know, spread, you know, communications that is effective and does good for a client or their own business at all. But this is just something where it's like there's there's really no purpose to something like this other than just to spark conversation. It's like you know, someone can look at, you know, I've made a LinkedIn post about this and, you know, it got a lot of traction, but it's also like, you know, someone could look at that from that agency and be like, listen, like people are talking like this is how many people see saw stuff like this. This is how, you know, how many people uh, engaged with this post or whatever, when it's just like, this doesn't, that's not the right way to look at it. Like winning yeah. for awards is just like, it's pointless aside from just your, your agency's own beneficial gain and your own financial gain eventually is like a, you know, a creative person. You know what I mean? And which I is think- all they, all they care about at this point, because we have this weird measure of creativity and advertising where it's like, 
for an art director or a copywriter, it's like, hey, how many awards have you won? How, how many times have you gone viral? That's what's going to determine if I want to hire you or not. Yeah, which is, it just, it's, which is the, wrong, the wrong way to look at it because yeah. agencies, again, are supposed to benefit like a, a business, right? It's supposed to exactly. benefit a client. And like if they're not doing that and they're just creating work to be funny or clever or something like that, they're totally overlooking the entire point of this entire industry. But yeah, get out of advertising and go be a creative artist, if anything. Oh, exactly. And I think that's a probably a good way to sort of wrap up our episode. We talked about influencers. We talked about Popeyes. Yeah, we talked yeah. about, you know, brands being a little bit tone deaf. A lot of a lot of good discussion here. If you ever want to, for a listener, if you ever want to contribute to any of the topics that we talk about, hit us up on Instagram, email us, LinkedIn. All of the, our information is out there. We'd love to hear from you and give you a shout out on the next couple episodes if uh if you reach out to us so just keep that in mind and you know thanks again for, for tuning in